Most Christians are familiar with the imagery and implications of the Heavenly Father, God, getting a bride for His Son, the Lord Jesus. But what of the Holy Spirit? The Bible tells us that God is a spirit, and no man has seen God at any time. And yet, the Holy Spirit is symbolized throughout Scripture in many ways. In this study, Seeing the Spirit in the Scriptures, we will discover pictures of the invisible God. Let's join Evangelist Scott Pauley now and get better acquainted with the person and work of the Holy Spirit. A good picture is one that helps you clearly see the object you're trying to focus on. And the beautiful part about the Word of God is it is the Lord's picture book. Again and again, we're seeing all of these very clear pictures of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're seeing Him who is invisible. And uh, today, we come to one of the pictures of the Holy Spirit given in Scripture that is also one of His works. Uh, it reveals not just who He is, but what He does in the life of a believer. And it is introduced to us in Romans chapter number 8, where the Apostle Paul is writing this great doctrinal treatise about salvation. And we come to verse number 15, where the Bible says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So today we come to a picture uh, of the family to a family portrait, if you will, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the perfect family, the divine family, the Godhead. And our great and gracious God has made a way so that we can know God as our Father. We can have Christ as our Savior and elder brother, and we can have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And who is the Holy Spirit? He is the Spirit of adoption. Aren't you glad God has made a way so that sinners like us who are part of the human family, the fallen family, could come in to God's family? What a privilege. What a glorious truth. And don't miss the work of the Holy Spirit in this. You know, there are only two ways a person can come into a family. One is by birth and the other is by adoption. Well, in the New Testament, both of those are used as pictures of salvation. What is salvation? It is to be born again. Uh, what is salvation? It is to be adopted into the family of God. Uh, a stranger made a son. And I would point out that both of those are spiritual. It's a spiritual birth. It's a spiritual adoption. In other words, you're not a Christian because of the family you happen to be born into. You're not a Christian because uh, somebody selected you to be a part of their church. No, my friend. Uh, it is the birth that the Holy Spirit brings into the life of a believer. We're born of the Spirit. It is the adoption into the family of God that only the Holy Spirit can make possible and reality in us. And so the picture today is the spirit of adoption. Now, that same phrase is used by Paul to the church at Galatians. Uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse number 4 says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. There's all three members of the Godhead. Again, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. But notice that our access to God 
uh, our ability to even speak to God and to call God our Father comes from the person of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. That's why I say repeatedly, I love the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't know Jesus. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I couldn't call God my Father. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't know any of these spiritual truths. Now, going back to Romans chapter number 8, let me show you a few truths in the context of the text that I think will help you to appreciate and apply the work of the Spirit of adoption in your own life. You know, this chapter is full of the Holy Spirit. For example, in the first eight verses, he's called the Spirit of life. So he brings true life into the believer. Then from verse 9 down to verse number 11, he is the Spirit of Christ. And so he's revealing Christ. He's lifting up Christ. Then when you come from about verse 12 down to verse number 25, we see his work in the spirit of adoption. There's a beautiful progression of truth. In the first, the spirit of life, we see his relationship to this world, what he's doing in the world. In the second, the spirit of Christ, we see his relationship to the Godhead. But in the third, the spirit of adoption, we see his relationship to us, specifically to the believer. He is our constant companion. Immediately after introducing the Holy Spirit in verse 15 is the spirit of adoption. Uh, we, we see in the verses that surround this verse what the spirit of adoption does. For example, in verse 13, If you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So here's one thing the spirit of adoption does. The spirit of adoption is the one who gives us power over sin. He helps us both to die and to live. Are you struggling with sin today? Uh, Stop struggling against it in your own energy and your own effort, trying harder to do better, making a stronger promise and and saying, I'm going to beat this. No, you're not uh, because you can't conquer sin in your own energy. But the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption, the spirit of God, can enable you to put to death those deeds of the body and to live in the power of God. And then in verse number 14, the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the spirit of adoption not only gives you power over sin, he gives you divine guidance. Do you need direction today? Are you trying to make some decision? Trying to figure out the next step to take and where to go from here, uh, what the Lord has for you? Follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit of God. And then in verse number 15, uh, the Bible says that through the spirit of adoption, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So the spirit of adoption not only gives you power over sin and divine guidance, the spirit of adoption gives you access and intimacy with God. In fact, if you take the time to to study the rest of Romans chapter number 8, you're going to see that the Holy Spirit is the one who helps our prayer life. He's the one who enables us to pray, who prays through us. Oh, praise God for the Holy Spirit. Manton said that God, as judge, sends us in the spirit of bondage to Christ the mediator. Then Christ the mediator sends us in the spirit of adoption back to the Father. Don't you love that? The Father says, you can't come to me except except through Jesus. But when you meet Jesus... The Lord Jesus gives you his spirit, the spirit of adoption, and sends you right back to the Father. And now you come into the family room of God, the throne room of heaven, and you say, Abba, Father. 
Those were words only recorded in Scripture that Jesus used. Think of this. His Father is our Father. His access is now our access. Then in verse number 16, we have the witness of the spirit of adoption within us. So the Holy Spirit not only gives power over sin and divine guidance and access and intimacy, now he's giving assurance. Do you need assurance today? Uh, Get acquainted with the Holy Spirit of God who lives in you because he is God's witness inside the believer. We we think of ourselves as the Lord's witness in the world, but the Holy Spirit is God's witness in us. Then if you begin in verse 17 down to verse number 25 to read, repeatedly you find the word hope. Who is the spirit of adoption? He is the one who brings hope to our heart, who gives us the promise that there's more to come, the coming inheritance. Oh, dear ones, I tell you, you must get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. If you are a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ, the spirit of adoption lives inside of you. Today, the Holy Spirit wants to give you power over sin and divine guidance and access and intimacy and assurance and hope. Friend, today, get acquainted with the spirit of adoption because this is the spirit of God's family. May the power of God's Holy Spirit reside on us as we follow the Lord with our lives. For additional resources about the Holy Spirit, visit enjoyingthejourney.org and click on the search icon. On just the subject of the Holy Spirit, you will find dozens of links to podcasts or sermons in which Scott teaches on the Holy Spirit. Also, if you would like to hear more of Scott's Bible studies and full-length sermons, be sure to visit his YouTube channel, Dr. Scott Pauley. We want to thank you for joining us today. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.